St. Leo 360, a 360 degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. This is your host, Greg Lindbergh. Here on this episode of the podcast, we are talking softball. And I remember that old song, uh, we're talking baseball. (laughs) I don't know if anyone remembers that, but uh, in this case, we could say we're talking softball. And I'm very pleased to be joined by Aaron Kinberger, who is the head uh, softball coach of our women's uh, softball team here at St. Leo University. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk softball and St. Leo, two things I'm super passionate about. Absolutely. Yep. And I know that you're also uh, an alumna of the university, so we can certainly get into that as well. Uh, so plenty to get into here. Uh, so first off, Aaron, just uh, let's let's talk about your background as far as where you were born, where you where you grew up and just your early years. So I was born in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. My mom and dad moved to Clearwater, Florida when I was four years old. Um, And I grew up down there until I got the opportunity to play softball at St. Leo. And from there, um, moved to Kansas and then back to Florida. Wow. So definitely uh, several different uh, climates, it sounds like you've lived in. Yes, very much so. Very interesting. And then in terms of softball, talk to me about how you initially got into softball and just your your introduction to the sport. So I guess it started for me like it starts for most kids. I started in t-ball and um, just kept playing through throughout the years and over the years and got into a little bit more of it with travel ball and from there just fell in love with the game. Um, I guess some interesting background. My grandfather was the baseball coach at Wake Forest um, for a little over a decade. So growing up prior to moving to Florida, I was at the ball field a lot as a kid, um, watching his team play and going into the locker room. And I'm sure on some level, even though I was quite young, that probably shaped a little bit of my love for the game. and I've been playing my whole life. Wow, that's awesome. And yeah, very cool background there with uh, your grandfather. And then uh, where did you go to high school? I went to Countryside High School. Gotcha. And you did play softball there? I did. Yes, I played for four years in high school at Countryside. Um, had the pleasure of being a part of a state championship. I think it was my junior year. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so that was a, it was definitely a very, great area to grow up playing softball countryside was um you know well known uh nationally countryside little league won the college world series the little league uh, world series um back in those days we had some really good coaches in the area so definitely a great place to grow up playing the game right very cool and then in terms of st leo university uh thinking back uh how did you initially find out about the school and make that decision to attend well i think it all came down to coach wade um i was out playing travel ball and somewhere along the 
along the timeline, she saw me play and contacted me and asked me if I would be interested in coming up for a visit. And I remember I had never heard of St. Leo uh, prior, um, but I was really grateful for the opportunity to, to talk to her and talk about college ball because I knew I wanted to play at the college level. So she invited me up to St. Leo for a visit. I came up and walked around campus, met with her, and I just fell in love with the place. Um, I always tell kids, you know, now being a college coach that when you go to a college campus, like you'll get butterflies in your stomach. You'll, you'll get a feeling, you'll know when it's the right place for you. And I definitely got those feelings on my recruiting visit at St. Leo. And I remember my dad pulled out of campus and we started down the hill and back toward home. And we got up to the top by the freshman dorms. And I just said, Hey, can you turn around? And he's like, are you sure you don't want to sleep on it? Like you want to, you want to give it some time. And I was like, dad, I know, like, no, this is the place for me. And we turned around and I walked back in and verbally committed that day. Wow. And that must've just been such an amazing feeling. Just knowing that this is where I want to spend the next four years. Oh, a total blessing. Um, St. Leo has been an awesome place for me as a student athlete. And obviously now in my adult, you know, coaching career, but yeah, it's always had um, just a special vibe to me. Like when I drive in through the gates every morning, I'm blessed with this like overwhelming feeling of gratitude for St. Leo. Absolutely. Very well said. And I understand you did uh, earn your bachelor's in elementary education uh, from us, correct? Yes, sir. And just thinking back to that program, talk to me about any memories, any faculty that stood out to you, anything you want to mention with that? Well, I think not only was St. Leo a great fit athletically for me, um, but it was an excellent fit academically for me. Um, I've always been an average student in school, um, in high school and middle school and so on. I was just kind of average. Um, and when I got to St. Leo and I, I got into the elementary education major, the small class settings and the professors, like truly knowing who you are and caring about you, that was impactful to me on like so many levels. I went from being in high school, like a 3.0 student to, you know, working really hard and with a lot of like help and support from my professors, I ended up graduating with a 3.8, and I think I was magna cum laude, and just really thrived academically at St. Leo, and I I definitely give credit to the professors at St. Leo, the setup and the structure of St. Leo academics, where it's smaller class settings, definitely more individualized and one-on-one, like attention, um, was very, very impactful. That's awesome. That's great feedback. And, you know, I can certainly attest to to that being the, the same case today in terms of just the, the community. And, you know, that's always been St. Leo. So I appreciate that feedback. The community is amazing here. Absolutely. And then in terms of your playing career, talk to me about your softball career playing for St. Leo University and any memories uh, that you want to mention from that. Oh, man. Probably so many memories. I- talk the entire podcast on that but no I had I had a great experience Um, I had some really great teammates 
enjoyed my time. Um, definitely became a better athlete here. Um, Coach Wade taught me a lot about the game, a lot about structure and, you know, practice plans and things like that, that I still use in my career today. I think looking back, like, you know, I tell the girls on my team now, like having, you know, walk that path. I tell them that, you know, people aren't always going to remember your numbers or your wins and losses or your successes on the field as much as they're going to remember, you know, how you treated them and what kind of a teammate you were. And I was definitely blessed with some really amazing women. Um, you know, Haley Judah was a really great uh, teammate of mine, Allie Flynn, Katie Heinz. I mean, just a lot of really good people and a lot of girls that are still in my life today. And I think that that's probably the coolest part about playing college sports is that you really do have a lot of sisters, you know, that are older than you, younger than you. Um, I, when I came into St. Leo, I had two senior leaders that were really awesome and shaped, you know, a lot of my, my personal leadership styles and really brought me in and my class in and made us feel a part of it. Um, Alina Garrell was a phenomenal player. And then Gina, she was the other senior and um, still this day, super grateful for, for them as leaders and nothing but, but great memories. Nice. Very cool. And then in terms of coaching, uh, talk to me about how you, you know, first got interested in coaching and perhaps if you want to mention any mentors, any influences, you know, in terms of other softball coaches that you kind of looked up to, maybe aspired to, to be? Well, I think I, I mean, I figured out pretty early in life, like what direction I wanted to go. Um, and that was definitely into to coaching and, and reaching the college ranks. When I was uh, in college, after my freshman year, I had the opportunity to coach a 12 and under team with a girlfriend I had grown up playing the game with. And that summer we coached 12U and I loved it. Um, the kids were hilarious. Um, it was really fun to give back to the game. And I got a lot of enjoyment out of that experience. And from there, I was like, I could see myself doing this. Like, this is like a calling. Hmm. So the next summer I had worked my way up and the organization I was coaching for happened to be Team FLA, um, a program I had played for as, as a kid. And the president of the organization, Sherry Albritton, asked me like, hey, like you wanna do 16U? And I was like, oh yes, I do. Like, that's, that's awesome. And so <laughs> did 16U, the yeah. following summer moved up to 18U and then the summer after that 18 gold and I was hooked. Like I was all in for, for coaching. Um, that's kind of how I got introduced to it and how I fell in love with it. And wow. I've been dedicated to, to coaching ever since. I've had so many impactful people, like it's, I would hate to forget anyone, but I mean, obviously, you know, Coach Wade, the coaches I had played for, like I had said earlier, sure. um, I was blessed with some really great coaches as a young kid. And um, 
like Dr. Faya, who just was like the epitome of a great man and a great coach. And I still think of him today and so grateful um, for what he taught me. And I, I feel like I take a little piece of all of them with me along the way. Um, and then Coach Wade was nice enough to let me come out to the NFCA convention when I was a GA my first year. And I got to listen to the likes of Patrick Murphy and um, Mike Candrea and all the big names that everybody hears about, but like actually being there and listening to them speak about philosophy and all of that stuff was just, I couldn't write fast enough. Like I just was like a sponge and loved every second of it. So it's never felt like work for me. Um, I feel super blessed that I don't feel like I, I really work. Right. Um, I just get to be around the game and give opportunities to other young women. And it's, it's definitely a blessing. Nice. That's great to hear. And Hey, you know, if, if work doesn't feel like work, you know, that, you know, you're, you're doing the right thing. So, and then as far as your early coaching career, um, you know, after your, your playing days, talk to me about just some of the early roles you had. And I understand you did uh, coach at another university there for a few years. Yeah. So I started off coach Wade kept me on as a GA in 2008 after I graduated and through the recruit, the recruiting process and being on the road, I met um, at the time, a, a young woman named Julie LaMare, who was an assistant in the league and we hit it off. We just got to talking about the game and um, one day and on, she ended up giving me a call a couple months later and said, Hey, like I got a job in Kansas. Um, I'd like you to be my assistant. And at first I like declined it. I was like, okay, thanks, but no thanks. Like I'm not moving halfway across the country. And my husband was my boyfriend at the time. And he got back from a surf trip to Costa Rica. And when I picked him up at the airport, we were waiting for a surfboard to come around. And I said, Hey, I got a job offer. And he's like, oh yeah, where's that? And I'm like, Kansas. And I was being kind of like a smart aleck, you know? And he's like, really? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, are you going to take it? And I was like, no, I already declined it. Like, I don't really, I don't, I don't really want to go to Kansas. Like, I don't want to do long distance relationship anymore. Like, and I remember he looked at me and he said, we should do it. Yep. And I was like, are you kidding? And he's like, no, let's do it. And that was really though the confidence and the support like I really needed to to pull the trigger on something like that and that one decision changed the projection of my life and my career so went out to Kansas as Julie Lemaire's assistant at Fort Hayes State University and had the absolute time of my life I was out there for six years total three years as Julie's assistant and then Julie got a job in in the same league in the MIAA at another university. And I walked into Curtis Hamakey, the athletic director's office, and I had told him that I loved Fort Hayes and I thought I was ready. And if he thought I was ready, I would love the opportunity to be the head coach there. And I remember he looked at me and he asked me, he's like, are you sure you're ready? And I was like, yes, sir. And he said, okay, the job's yours. And I was like, whoa, okay, that was easy. Um, maybe not necessarily easy, but like that was definitely a very exciting moment. And, you know, for Curtis to believe in me and give me my first, 
my first head coaching job. And that was just such an amazing moment. Wow. One of those pinch me type moments where, you know, it's like, is this really happening? Right. <laughs> yeah. And with Julie, I mean, we built a really strong program out there. Um, and then taking over it, like we just had some really amazing women, like, I'm so grateful for them and, and blessed to still have them in my life. But those women kind of rallied around me and around the program. I think my first year as a head coach, we had 13 girls on roster, which is such a low number. And yeah, I just, the girls rallied around and we went after it and ended up, I think, finishing the season with 30 wins. And it was just a really, a really great, start to the career with some really talented and amazing people. So did that. I was the head coach for three years out there. And then uh, Fran Reedy um, gave me a call when the job opened back here and asked me if I wanted to come home. And St. Leo was my dream job. I had told everybody that from, from the go is that my dream was to always come back to St. Leo and coach. Very cool. And then actually getting to come back and you know, getting your dream job. What was that like? How did you feel? You know, what just, just getting that opportunity, what did that mean to you? Oh my gosh, it meant everything to me. The funny thing is, is I had applied for the job back here when I was like 24 or 23 and got brought out for the interview hmm. and I had my hopes high and I was, I was young, but I was passionate and <laughs> this and nope. Fran Reedy, uh, pick somebody else. And I remember I was crushed. I was absolutely heartbroken. Um, mm. But at the same time, like what I love and truly appreciate about that man is even though he didn't hire me, he was always there for me and told me like, hey, like I would make these changes to your resume and I would, you know, keep going for it. And these are the things I look for in a head coach and you don't have a head coaching experience yet. Cause at the time when I applied, I didn't. And he said, uh, just keep working at it. And I, and I took that information like a sponge and I, it really kind of set the standard and the bar for me and challenged me at the same time. And so I remember every time I would hit 30 wins, I would think of Fran Reedy. And then to get that call and be offered to come back. Amazing. And uh, let's talk about just kind of softball in general. Uh, talk to me about your coaching staff, how you guys work together, your different roles, just kind of what goes on in, in leading a team of young women. So I've been super blessed with amazing assistance throughout my career. So I think, you know, from... Maddie Holub to Kendall Dawson, Sammy Marshall, Pat Afrunzi being with me um, here for, you know, seven years and then adding Fran Alexa and Brittany Johnson to the mix. I mean, it's just been a head coach's dream come true when you can, you know, get assistance like the, like them. But I think when it comes to our staff, I'm a really big team uh, person. I think that you are who you surround yourself with. So I really like to try to surround myself with really good people with good work ethic. I empower them to have their opinions and to challenge me and to, to challenge the program on how we can make it better um, every single day, every single year. And 
I think that that's probably one of the keys to our success is those assistants, you know, buying in and having input and being active participants and building this amazing thing called SLUSB. Um, so that's been, that's been a real blessing. Awesome. Very cool. And then uh, just looking back on the past uh, seven seasons here, are there any certain seasons that really stand out? Any players that you want to mention? I'm sure there's just, you know, so many stories, so much that goes on. It's, it's probably hard to, to really pinpoint. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would forget anyone because they really all have been so pivotal in their own individual ways. I mean, I think one of the the coolest years was that first year of me coming back. Um, I got the job late in August, and so I inherited all of them. And I remember walking through the gate. I can still like see it to this day. I can see all the kids in the dugout, and like here comes their new head coach. And I'm about to meet my entire team of my first year back at my alma mater. And I know nothing about any of them. And I remember walking up to the field and I remember thinking to myself, like, all right, Aaron, like, it's not their fault that they got a new head coach, you know, and they are now yours. And I made it my number one mission to make them all feel like I wanted them, that I was there to help them and to help St. Leo softball um, maintain and grow. And that group of women could have really made my job easy or made my job really tough. You know, with a new coach, some kids would revolt or they wouldn't like change or, you know what I mean? You, you run that risk. Yep. And exactly. I can honestly say now some of them admitted later in life that they were terrified. <laughs> But they also all, again, just, they rallied around me and they, they really made my first year back in my alma mater memorable. And they were the ones that built the base for us to build on as, as a program. So I'm super grateful for that first year. I think that obviously the 2018 group, um, the funny thing is, is that statistically they were not like the best team that St. Leo softball has ever had in terms of statistics, but they were absolutely one of the best teams that St. Leo softball has ever had that 2018 group. They happened to be freshmen my first year and they were seniors in 2018 Mm -hmm. and they took us to a college world series and placed and placed third. Wow. And just looking back on that, I think it reminds me as a coach and as a woman that if you believe in them, they will, they will strive to achieve. And those, that senior class like really willed us to the college world series. They didn't hit home runs to get us there. They just had great character, determination and desire. And through that, they took us to a college world series. And I think that that's like pivotal in my career and in our program no question that was a memorable year sure that's that's amazing definitely record setting i would imagine too and in a lot of different ways in terms of uh, recruiting what what kind of characteristics do you look for as a head coach uh, in a young woman when you're recruiting players i think there's the initial first three questions I ask myself about each, each player and that's, do they love softball? 
Are they selfless? Do they have good character? And are they a hard worker? Because I really feel with those three attributes, we can make them better ball players and we can find a way to win. I've never been a coach that's really all about the statistics or all about the numbers. I'm definitely one who believes that if you have, you know, 20 to 23 women, whatever your roster size is that year, if you have those women pulling in the exact same direction, they love the game, they're selfless, and they're hard workers, we will win. I think winning's a byproduct of having good people and doing the little things right day in and day out. And I think that that is just the base of what I look for when I recruit women to join us. And then from there, the athletic talent and what we can help them, you know, reach or strive for, I think is the easy part. Sure. Very interesting. And uh, again, just on the recruiting note, uh, what would you tell a prospective St. Leo student, a prospective softball player for St. Leo? You know, what are the benefits of attending this university, of playing in the Sunshine State Conference? And, you know, why, why should someone actually come here to play softball? Well, I think one of St. Leo softball's best attributes is our team dynamic, our family dynamic. I'm very upfront in the recruiting process with the kids and the families that I am undoubtedly a very tough coach. Um, I'm intense. I think a lot of my players, if you ask them, that's how they would describe me is I'm very tough. I'm intense. I am demanding of them on and off the field. But I think what really seals the deal and makes it a great place to, to play their college career is we also love each other and support each other. So I think that's usually what gets kids to want to come to St. Leo is, you know, they like structure. They like a coach who pushes them. And I'm definitely that girl for them, but I also love them genuinely like they're my own. And I think that's what really carries our program and makes us elite is that fact alone. I think the Sunshine State Conference is just an amazing conference to play for. We're in the Sunshine State. Um, we have excellent weather for outdoor sports. Our All of our conference is located in the state of Florida. So travel is, you know, not um, overbearing by any stretch, but it's a quality conference from top to bottom. Um, anybody can be anybody on any given day. So the competition is thick. And then I think for St. Leo, I mean, I know women, athletics is a huge part of their choice to come to St. Leo. That is the reality. But I also think when they come to St. Leo, it's a smaller campus with a great community, with a lot of support. And I think they fall in love with that aspect of it too. Um, so I think that, you know, St. Leo has a lot to offer a student athlete from the fields to the classroom, to the coaches, and then just the culture we have within the softball program and the entire athletic department. Sports are, you know, crucial at St. Leo and they're the heartbeat of the university. And I think that that alone makes it a really special place to to play your college careers. Absolutely. You summed it up uh, very well. Uh, when someone is a student athlete, obviously they have to juggle both academics and athletics. And I'm curious from your standpoint as a coach, 
what kind of advice do you give your student athletes, you know, in terms of making sure that they do focus on academics, you know, perhaps just as much as athletics? Well, I think that comes from the head coach and like making sure that they understand that this is the first step into their adult life and they're officially in control of their own destiny once they get to college. And I try to empower them with that understanding and motivate them to take it seriously and to be great day in and day out at everything that they do. So I think that the balance between academics and athletics is it's easy to do if you have the support. So I like to try to provide that support. We obviously, you know, help oversee their academics and make sure that they are on track and that they are doing well and that they have the resources they need. Um, and I think that happens through open communication, just like they're gonna have to have in the real world and vice versa. So if a kid is struggling in a biology class, it's very common that they're going to walk into the office and say, Hey coach, I'm really struggling in bio. Like, what can I do? Can you help me? And then the first thing we do is pick up the phone and call over to the cave and see if there's tutors. Um, you know, sometimes they have SI events where they can go in the afternoons and sometimes they miss practice to go to those. But um, again, I think it's, if you're going to expect them to, you know, do well in the classroom, you have to be willing to work with them when their academics need some, some extra time too. So that's probably the key to our academic success in the program is just the kids communicating when they need help and we're dedicated to providing that help when they need it. So we've done really well academically this last spring. We were the um, highest performing team in the athletic department with a three, six, uh, cumulative team GPA. So that's something I'm equally as proud of as wins and losses. Wow. Congratulations. That's, that's awesome. Thanks. I can't take credit for it though. It's the kids that, that do the work. <laughs> True. Yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, just what you were saying before, I think it's a definite, you know, definitely an example that, you know, you're, you're obviously a softball coach, but I think you mean so much more to these young women uh, in terms of just kind of guiding them, whether it is academically or I would imagine just even in their personal lives, any kind of challenges they're dealing with. And I think that's so important to emphasize, you know, just the the role of a head coach is so multifaceted. Well, I, I really appreciate that. I know all the coaches in the athletic department appreciate when people know or have an understanding that we don't just go out at three o'clock, roll the balls out and put them through a practice. I mean, we we are their lifeline, you know, like, like you said, in their personal lives. Yeah. We're, Absolutely. we're stand-in parents. We're, we're academic advisors. We're, you know, we're there when the wheels fall off in their personal lives and try to help get them the, you know, to help that they need, or if it's just an ear to listen to, or if it's just some basic, like, Hey, I've been there and this is my advice. Yeah, it's a lot more than just softball. I would say softball is a, a smaller fraction of coaching than everything else. No question. But it's really, I think, what why coaches coach. And, you know, I think people don't understand that, like, we coach because we look to make an impact in their life. Absolutely. Yep. 
And uh, speaking of, you know, challenges, different things, adversity, I did want to ask you about the COVID-19 pandemic. And obviously so many, you know, college athletes uh, across the, the country were impacted, have been impacted, perhaps are still being impacted by the pandemic, uh, having lost games, having lost opportunities. And I was just curious if you could speak about how the pandemic has affected your team and perhaps maybe what your your student athletes have learned, you know, having gone through all this. Yeah, that's a that's a tough thing to talk about. Um, simply because I've watched, you know, the pandemic end careers, and it was that was extremely tough, and you know, trying to operate within the pandemic was obviously challenging to everyone, um, but especially our athletes. I think that you have to maybe be an athlete or be athletically minded or understand the joy that, you know, sports brings to their lives. And I watched a lot of women and men really struggle with that, that love and that that piece of their heart um, go missing. And that was, you know, due to the pandemic and losing games, or like I said, in 2019 or 20, whenever it was that they, the season got canceled early. And I think that the biggest thing that we try to get our women to understand is it's an uncontrollable, these things in life are going to happen And that's why we have to live each and every day grateful that we get this opportunity physically, mentally, financially. We have the opportunity to play the game we love. And sadly for women, you know, the pro league or opportunities after college are really minimal. And, you know, college is is their biggest platform and their biggest stage to play a game that they've been playing since they were four years old. So what I am grateful for is that, you know, St. Leo and President Sinise and the ICT team, all the, all the hard work and effort they put into letting our women and our men play this past spring, you know, and jumping through all the hoops of fire to, to make that happen. You know, I don't think that they really understand how much that means to the kids, to the coaches, to their families. And I kind of try to put it in perspective for, you know, someone on campus that, that didn't play sports and, and really was having a hard time understanding why it was so important. And I said, well, it's like anything in life. If you love to read books, it would be like, the library being closed and no books allowed. Like that's how we feel about sport. We wake up and that's our, that's our purpose. You know, like that's what we love to do. That's the, the gift God blessed us with and what motivates us and drives us is the ability to compete within our sport. So it was definitely impactful And now I think we just have to rebuild on top of the pandemic. And I hope that what that does and what that rebuild looks like is we don't take 
days for granted. We don't take practices for granted. And maybe we don't even take injuries for granted because we're blessed to be in the game and be in the sport and working, you know, working for it and, and have the opportunity to play. So the pandemic was rough. I am truly excited about greener days from there. I think think that, you know, we will, we will definitely view the future with more gratitude and, and such because we had it taken away. Definitely. It really has put uh, so much in perspective for all of us. So that's, that's great insight there. Uh, one final question here in terms of professional opportunities, uh, what's the current landscape for, you know, being able to play softball professionally um, if a student is, you know, so passionate about the game in terms of coaching, how would you kind of describe uh, professional opportunities that are available out there? So the professional opportunities within the sport of softball, um, they're pretty minimal for women. Um, we do have the NPF. I think the league is trying to figure out what route it's going to go and, and what kind of structure it's going to fall under. Um, we obviously have softball back in the Olympics, which is a great thing for the sport. Um, but I think the reality is, is, is like we said earlier, is, you know, college softball for 99% of women is, is the biggest platform and stage they get the opportunity to play on. So I think those who are truly passionate about the sport and can't imagine their lives without it, like myself and my assistants, I think it's going into coaching. I think it's, you know, using that passion to, to drive your purpose and, like I said, I think coaching is the best gig on earth. I really do. And I love to see women get into, into it because women are, women are invincible and they're, they're strong, they're tough. And we know what we're capable of doing. And I love to see them get into coaching. I'm, I'm a big proponent in in it. So going into a grad position, earning your master's, and then from there, you know, the sky's the limit um, on what they want to do with that, that career. If it's, you know, for me, I love, I'm a product of division two. I love what division two offers um, to the student athlete and to the coach. So for me, um, I'm very passionate about the division two level. But, you know, there's opportunities, obviously, to continue on if you want to go into the D1 world and work your way up and one day be one of the coaches in the College World Series. I think that, again, the sky's the limit for anyone who truly loves the game, is willing to do the work and and go about it in the right way. Sure thing. Absolutely. And I can certainly, you know, sense the passion in your voice for coaching and how much uh, it's it's just meant to you in your life. So thank you. You know, I think you're a perfect example and product of that. Alrighty, again, we've been visiting with Erin Kinberger, uh, who is the head women's softball coach here at St. Leo University. And uh, Coach Kinberger just wants to thank you so much for your time, for your insight, for your perspective, and. Thanks so much for joining us here on the St. Leo 360 podcast. Greg, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about the program and about St. Leo and go Lions. Absolutely. Go Lions.
To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit stleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877-622-2009 or visit stleo.edu.